Good morning and welcome to our Sycamore Township Workshop meeting for Tuesday, August the 18th, 2020. Once again, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are following House Bill 197 that allows local government the opportunity to conduct meetings remotely. We are following the governor's guidelines. Let the record show that all three trustees are present along with Fiscal Officer Rob Porter. I'm going to ask uh, Vice Chairman Tom James, Mr. Weedman, and Law Director Mr. Desai, do you give your authorization for your name to be signed electronically? And I will also give my approval. I do. You have to do I do, but today. we're here in person. So we can sign. I'm sorry, what? I do, but we're here in person today, so we can sign anything. Okay. You are correct. You are correct. First order of business uh, a motion to adjourn to. Executive session with Attorney Scott Solman to discuss ongoing litigation as permitted by Ohio Revised Code, Section 12122. Uh, I'm not finished yet. Okay. I'm inviting Ken Geis, three trustees, Ray Warwick, uh, Tracy Kellams, Rob Porter, and we'll continue in executive session after dismissing Scott Solman and Ken Geis. With Law Director Mr. Deepak decided to discuss ongoing litigation as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 12122. Motion. Okay, and do we second. have a second? Mr. LaBarber? Yes. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Aye. Motion to re leave executive session, a regular session, go in executive session. It is now 901. Are you guys back in this room? So I'm making the motion to return to regular session. Um, I, you can just announce that we're back in regular session, and then I guess Ray, you're going to do the roll call. I guess I would. Do you want this, or you want me to? Read oh, I'll it take Good morning, everyone. We're back in our regular session for a workshop meeting for August the 18th, 2020. The time is 11.01. Um, the reason we did this today, we went to an executive session to start things off, is because we had a couple of lawyers involved and we were thinking of saving at the township some legal fees by doing that and instead of letting them sit around and wait for uh, another hour before we got to their session. Uh, we do have a motion to approve coming out of executive session. Uh, Mr. Chair, just before we do that, just a technicality, can we call roll just to show that the trustees are here? Absolutely. Mr. James? Here. Mr. LaBarbera? Here. Mr. Weedman? Present. And do we have a motion to approve uh, the revised agreement with the House of Browse uh, and authorize Ray Warwick, our administrator, to sign off on this agreement? Motion. Second. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Mr. Discussion. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'd just like to make a point here that, uh, for the record, that uh, well, I'm going to support this because the uh, uh, it brings some finality to uh, to the issue that we've had long standing out there and uh, helps to clean up that strip. Uh, I'm s 
totally disappointed in the fact that we are, through our insurance company, we are ending up paying this uh, uh, this individual a significant amount of money to come into what is what we're considering to be compliance. I think it's a, a bad policy that we set here, and uh, um, uh, while I while I while I will support the uh, the motion. Uh, I'm not real crazy about how we got here, so just for the record. And I will note for the record, I, I understand Mr. Weedman's concerns there, but this does end the litigation. <coughs> the insurance company is paying the entire settlement, and it ends our need to continue paying legal fees in this matter and accomplishes substantially all the goals that the township set out to achieve at the beginning. So it is a, a good outcome, frustrating as a payment might be. Thank you, Vice Chairman James. Uh, I'm going to make a motion to approve the August 4th, 2020. Oh, we, we, we We've got to do a roll oh, call. I'm sorry. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. We make a motion now to approve the August 4th, 2020 trustee. Motion to approve. I'm not done yet. Workshop meeting minutes. Do we have? Motion, motion? to approve. Okay. Second. Roll. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. L Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. I'm going to make a motion to approve the August 6th trustee meeting minutes. Motion to approve. Second. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Fiscal Officer Rob Porter has been excused. Um, Mr. Warwick, do you have the bills and the receipts? Yeah, we have receipts of $312,197.90 and uh, debits or the check run that's in front of you come to $375,300 and 26 cents. I must point out to the board that there are two checks in this check run that will further compound our issue of going over our appropriated amounts because those things have not been corrected yet. So uh, um, two of the checks, checks to check number 67726 which is for Bond Tree Medical, and the other one is uh, for S Stigler Supply. It's check number 67769. Uh, Are any of those COVID related? Yeah. Are they both COVID related? Okay. Yeah, restock supplies from both those companies. Okay. That, that, that is the issue. Well, we, we, we just get things out of order a little bit. Remember, we had to create a new fund, and then we even issued a PO for that fund. We should have, at the same time, appropriated that money. So we, we missed that step. So I'm just pointing out to you that those two checks will be uh, over appropriations because we haven't done that yet. We need to come back to you the next meeting and get uh, that fund appropriated. Uh, hopefully also come back and have fixed all these other issues. There's two of them uh, that require your attention because they're at the level that the board approved. And then there's 30-some <clears throat> that uh, internally the department heads we can get together and figure out if uh, we can accomplish all that by moving money within a department if that's not going to work on those then we'll have to come back to you for some of those also but those that situation still hangs there we it hasn't been rectified so as to these two checks that exceed appropriations is there a curative measure we can take now 
prior to approving the check run that would increase the appropriations by the amounts of those checks in a particular fund, or do we need to do something with a PO to actually do that? Mr. Desai might have thoughts on that, or you. I don't want to approve a check run in excess of the legally appropriated amount. Well, the, an, appro uh, an increase in appropriations, uh, I believe, requires a resolution because then it's sent to the county so they can amend our certificate. Uh, so I don't know if we can do a, a bridge motion, so to speak. Um, I've never encountered that animal. I would agree with what Mr. Warb stated that to do an appropriation, you do it by resolution. Um, I think maybe the, the bridge might be this. Uh, as you know, there is um, uh, a resolution on the agenda that has got the phrase nunc pro tunc in it, which is a Latin phrase of now for then. So what I would suggest is let the board go ahead if they're so inclined, absent you know the concern about the appropriation, to approve it. And then at our next meeting, which I believe is what, September 1st? Yes, that's correct. On September 1st, I'll draft a resolution nunc pro tunc for the appropriation to be retroactive. Um, and I'll probably take it back to when we first started using the funds to purchase supplies. So I think that would be the bridge that would allow us to, to, to go ahead and take action now today, and then we will clean it up at the September 1st meeting. Do these checks need to go out in advance of the September 1st meeting? I don't know that they need to, but I mean, typically, um, I don't know where they're at in the cycle since you only approve these every so often, so I don't know. But Mr. Desai, is it your legal opinion that the board is okay in approving the check run now on the understanding we will return to the issue with an appropriation measure at the next meeting? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's not ideal. You know, we would like to appropriate in advance, but, um, you know, we often get, you know, placed in situations where we have to be creative within the confines of being legal. And I think a non-proton resolution is a legal way to address the, the matter. And more importantly, uh, just in terms of the fire and EMS function, keeping the vendors paid so that we are supplied well when we put in POs, I think those public health interests override any technicality anybody wants to raise. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, so I'm asking you to approve uh, check run starting with 67720 through check 6776 for $375,300.26. Motion to approve. Second. Roll. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. May, may I ask, Mr. Rourke, would you repeat the receipts number, by the way? I didn't get that noted down. It's uh, 312197 and 90 cents. Thank you. I'm going to ask Mr. Kellums to uh, shut the door. Would you, do you mind? We have the door open. Uh, Lieutenant Char from our Sheriff's Department has nothing new to report. Uh, he's been excused. Now with our EMS and fire report, uh, Chief Penny has the floor. Thank you. Uh, the COVID update is uh, we've got 72 cases in the township that are quarantined at home. And um, we've had, since the last meeting, we've had four that had been released from quarantine. So 
we, we continually get anywhere from one to three every couple days of uh, cases that they've uh, reported to us. So it's just kind of status quo, I guess. Nothing, nothing different. <laughs> so far, our guys are doing fine. Uh, we have no cases, no problems with our firemen. They, they, they go well protected. All of our supplies are holding up well. So uh, we're, we're doing okay with that. We are starting to get a little bit busier. And uh, other than that, the only other thing I have is with um, the elevator repair. I want to give you just a brief summary of what's going on with it, but then I'm gonna ask if we table the, uh, any decision today, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain why. Um, the elevator at the station down here was put in because of the meeting room on the second floor that had to be ADA uh, compliant. So um, because that is a public building, we're required to have the ADA guidelines, which the elevator is what's used for the second floor. Uh, the elevator, because it's going on 25 years old, we uh, have got a severe leak in a cylinder under the floor. The cylinder of this elevator goes down as high as the elevator goes up. So it's probably 20 something feet down. So the company has to come out and remove the cylinder and replace it. It's a pretty big deal. There's apparently oil, hydraulic oil that has leaked into the soil under there, which has to bring a clean harbors truck in and suck out all the oil and clean out the dirt. It's a quite a project. So uh, the quote that the elevator company gave me was $40,882. It's a big chunk of money for an elevator. Um, I emailed Mr. Desai to ask him about whether or not we had to maintain that building upstairs as a public venue to whether we even need the elevator or don't need the elevator. And uh, the more I thought about it, then the more I thought, well, it is a public building. It is a potential, um, it's a potential um, shelter, you might say, if there's a disaster in the township because it's a public building. Uh, there, there, we have in the past and we could in the future have to set up cots in the upstairs to bunk people. We have done that in the past with uh, some, some different occasions. So I don't know whether or not deeming that upstairs as a non-public area is, is gonna be a good idea. And I don't know if Mr. Desai has any thoughts on that, but um, but saying that, um, we have other issues in the firehouse that we need to address. We've got a severe problem with the sprinkler system. The roof's going to need replaced, and we're running out of storage. And um, the garage doors on the building, we've been piecing together for the last four or five years, and we really need to replace the garage doors. So, because I do not have prices on any of that stuff, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we, we hold doing anything with this elevator right now and give me a chance to get some 
some quotes on fixing the rest of this stuff, and we'll kind of do it as a bundle and see what, what we can come up with, if that, if that makes sense. That's good. So, but I just wanted to bring it to your attention that there is issues, and it is stuff that we can't avoid doing anything with it, especially with, uh, with the, the elevator and the, well, the roof, garage doors, things of that nature. So it, it's going to be one of the deals that we're just going to have to take care of it. But the elevator ordeal sparked the, uh, the, the necessity we got to move now. <laughs> Chief, it, so. uh, are there other companies to call for an estimate? On the elevator? Yeah, because Matlock Electric Company, uh, I know, does like the Carew Tower elevators. I can try them. Uh, we, th this is vertical systems. I think they're the so ones that installed it. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, I I can I can ask. I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't hurt to find out. If there's other yeah. other people out there. To and chief, while we're going through this exercise on 92, I think we ought to do the same exercise for 93. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, and I just say that not that you know we. We're going to come back with a wish list, but I think we ought to identify there's problems at 93. Right. And uh, we don't need our first responders housed in places that just aren't up to standard. So I think that that's what we'll try to do and come back to the board. I'd like to have a list and cost out as much as we can mm -hmm. and then even take a shot when we come back to the board and say this is how it could be paid for. Okay. So I'll work on that. I'll work on uh, trying to get all this together. But as of right now, the elevator doesn't work at the station, so we can't plan any public events. Or of course, we're not anyway with the COVID. But just uh, I even talked to Ray about possibly using the downstairs of this building as a backup meeting room if we ever get in a situation where this one's occupied and we or we need to either go north or do something downstairs. But in the past, we've had block watches. We've had things that have been conflicting with meetings here that we've had to do over there at, the, at that meeting room upstairs. So that's, that's off limits for right now. That's all I got. I thought you had a resolution. Did you have that? Oh, that's, that's on seven. Oh, that's coming up. Okay, yeah. that's coming up. I have the resolution over here, Chief. Yeah, this, this is to get rid of a junk car. A resolution declaring a township vehicle as surplus and obsolete and authorizing its disposition, dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. Discussion. What's the plan for the vehicle then? Um, whatever it weighs, that's what we'll get out of it. Okay. <laughs> it's totally junk. It, it's the old white Jimmy. They, the, the, the maintenance used it, the admin used it, and then we took it for hydro painting. Last year, I, uh, they were going to get rid of it, and I talked the administrator into uh, letting me use it for the paint hydrants because I knew it would turn yellow. And um, he, said, he said then, he goes, use it one year and get it out of here. He goes, it's totally junked. Well, we used it. We got some use out of it, and then it sat there, and now it's got real issues. It leaks gas, and it's just falling apart. And it's so old, it's not really worth putting a dime in it. I'm not, what is that? Well, you know what year that is? I don't. It's 98? 98. Mm -hmm. it's so it's it's really not, I mean, I don't even think it's worth putting on the government auction because there's too many <laughs> things we have to list wrong with it. Mm -hmm. 
So we, just, we got our money's worth on that one. Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. Yeah, totally. um, Sounds good. Saying that, I would like to next year, and I'll bring this to you later on, but uh, <clears throat> because we were using that for a hydrogen vehicle and for, for junk stuff, I'd like to replace that someday. I don't know if we've got an, another used one we can bring in or something, but uh, eventually I'd like to because that puts us a vehicle. I don't like a, them taking our good staff cars out for hydrant painting and grease and all that stuff. So I'd like to either buy something used or if they have the maintenance side of something used that still works, but you don't want to replace it sometime. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. I, I do have one quick question also, if you know. We talked in the last meeting about the second tent that had popped up at Jewish Hospital Tom. for testing, and the first tent is gone, and the second one is there. Do you know, are they still doing public testing, mm -hmm. and they just moved it? Yeah. And is it interfering with any of your operations? Not right now. Okay. Good. It's high enough that we can get a truck under it. The only, the, only, the only disadvantage would be is if we had to park a ladder truck right there to put a ladder up, but mm -hmm. we can work around it. It's okay. Not that, it's not that bad. Thanks. Okay. Tracy Kellams is our roads maintenance and park supervisor. Tracy? Yes, if you uh, remember correctly, we had advertised. Uh, I asked you for a motion to advertise for an RFQ. Uh, we did advertise for that RFQ for engineering services for the Larchview uh, and Plainfield project, which is the project that we were successful in getting the LTIP uh, grant for. So we received nine submissions to that RFQ. Uh, every one of these companies we're well familiar with. Uh, we went through, graded them all out. And uh, Choice One Engineering uh, <coughs> came in as the highest rated firm amongst, uh, amongst the nine. Uh, Choice One's done a great job with us before and, and uh, they did our rebuild on Donna Lane also, they did a fantastic job, as you know. Uh, Larchview is going to have the same project done to that, it's a total reconstruct on that. <clears throat> so, uh, a little background on this uh, before we get to our, our resolution. This is a joint project with the county. The county has uh, uh, is going to pay for 50% of this engineering. Uh, we do not have that agreement in place yet. Uh, it went to the uh, commissioners back on their July 3rd meeting, and Commissioner Dumas says she wanted an amount first, which uh, we've never, the county has never done it that way before. It's really kind of backwards of how you would do it. Uh, so without having an amount, uh, the county just told us to go ahead, advertise, select the firm, get a price, then we'll go back to the commissioners with it. So that's why we've done it in this order. Because uh, we're running out of time, we had first sent this to the county in January. We're now August. Uh, we have to have this engineered and out to bid by next July because of our funding, because of our grant. So, uh, Deepak, do you think we need a motion uh, just for the acceptance of choice one as the engineering firm before we get to the resolution? Um, you know, and the resolution is um, going to be the actual uh, approval of the proposal, right, Tracy? Yes, sir. Yeah, so, 
you know, under, I think it's 153.69, you guys have followed it to a T. You know, you did your rating. You uh, created a short list of no less than three uh, professional design engineers. Uh, you've tried to enter into a proposal and negotiate a contract with your top choice. Uh, the statute recognizes that for engineering services, you don't always want to go with the lowest bid. You want to go with the best qualified engineer. Mm -hmm. So I think you guys have complied with the statute, and there's no need for a motion to uh, approve um, you know, their statement of qualifications or their selection. I think it really is just a matter if it pleases the board to approve the proposal they've submitted and uh, that you and your team have worked out. Okay, very good. Then I do have a resolution authorize a contract with Choice One Engineering Corporation for engineering services, dispensing with a second reading, declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. And I do have some questions, though. Sure. Are we on the hook for proceeding with the entirety of the project at our expense if uh, Commissioner Dumas decides again, or others in the county, not to approve this? No, we are not, because if, if that happens, Plainfield Road will not get done. Our half is being large, and we will continue with Okay. That's my only question. Thank you. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. The only other thing I have, if you've gone down the street, you've seen that 7330 has been demoed. So uh, that is on the ground, has been cleaned up. I know that's been a long process. So uh, we're glad to finally get that behind us. Other than that, all our projects are proceeding uh, as planned. So unless you have any <coughs> questions for me, that's all that I have. Okay, anything? Yeah, thanks for getting that taken down on Kugler Mill Road. I know the immediate neighbors have spoken with some of them, and they are quite happy yes. with all of yes, that. Yes, they are. One of them did have a concern about a tree on that lot overhanging his property. I told him to contact you. Did you happen to hear from him, Skyler? Uh, I did get the email. Uh, I was looking into that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, with the tree still up, it's not really in violation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we did do uh, prior evaluation of some of the trees and took those down. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I think that's already been abated. Okay. So, um, you know, it, it would be it would be a whole special project to to go, you know, reopen that. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Well, if he's been in touch with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I found out more horror stories on that property. Apparently, that was a drug dealer that was supplying most of the kids at Sycamore High School, and a neighbor uh, next to Mr. Rising, uh, his daughter was screaming and yelling one day. There was a man coming out of that house with no clothes, taking his clothes off. So whatever it was got on his clothes, and she was screaming. They called the police, and the police wouldn't go in the building because, you know, but they stayed out there and staked it. So it's great that that's, that is down. Thank you. Question for you also. I know I had checked in over the weekend about this, but over the weekend I took a very long bike ride around the township, almost 27 miles, and I actually touched down in each of our parks. One of the things I noticed on Sunday afternoon at 3.30 was the parks up in McDaniel, or sorry, the bathrooms in McDaniel Park <clears throat> adjacent to the concession stand there were locked down. Someone had mentioned that to me as I was out there, so I went and checked. Mm -hmm. The ones in Bechtold are open. I understand there's some sort of vandalism problem. <coughs> yes, we've been story. having an ongoing problem. I mean, it wasn't just 
little things. They were actually ripping fixtures and sinks off the walls. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, it's been ongoing. And I am currently working with uh, the LaForce, who's the, the uh, contractor that we do our, our Salto, our lock system with. We are currently working on, uh, we actually, we've actually ordered the equipment, waiting for it to come in so that we can uh, remotely lock those and unlock those. Uh, because the, pro the vandalism has just gotten so bad because we don't have anybody there all weekend, so we don't have anybody to lock them up at night. So if they're there in the day, you know, they're, they're open all weekend, and at night they're just getting torn up. A lot of vandalism. There were some sort of remote locks in, in inserted on the door, sticking out though. Do those not work now? Or those are not remote. Those are just key fob. We can't. We cannot control those from here. Okay. Yeah, and that's what we're working on right now. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything else, Trace? No, sir. That's right, it. Skyler Miller is our planning and zoning supervisor. All right, thanks, sir. Uh, I, today I only have two resolutions for you. Both of these are um, property maintenance, uh, vegetation, garbage, refuge, and other debris. Um, I can present both of these at the same time and then, then go back and do both resolutions if that's all right. <clears throat> uh, first one we have is uh, 12169 um, Scoutmaster Drive. And actually, I need to... The agenda says 165. The, the agenda does say 165. The resolution is correct. So I apologize for a typo on the agenda. Uh, <clears throat> it's 12169 Scoutmaster. Um, this property is... Uh, I, I believe this is actually one of our frequent flyers. Uh, as you can see from, um, from the pictures provided, uh, there's a lot of overgrowth. So... Uh, you know, we again we make every effort to, to reach out to the property owner try and resolve these without coming in front of you um, you know only only a fraction of what we have in violation actually comes in front of the board but you know uh, it's it's time to take this to the next level is this a rental uh, I do not know right now I believe it's vacant <clears throat> All right next is uh, 7265 Silvercrest um, this one's not nearly as bad relative to, uh, to our last one, uh, but again, I believe we've had multiple violations on this. Um, lots of uh, weeds around the home, and uh, we were receiving numerous complaints on this one. Uh, again, we always try and work with the property owner, uh, try and resolve these issues, but here we are today. So if, uh, if you don't have any questions, I can read both of these resolutions to you. <clears throat> First one, resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuge, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 12169 Scoutmaster Drive, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45241. Motion. Second. Discussion. Roll. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Okay. Uh, second, a resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 1256 Silvercrest Drive, 
Sycamore Township, Ohio, four five two three six. Motion. I'm sorry, just I'm sorry, you're wrong. Seven two. Seven two six five. Oh, okay. The resolution. The, so the agenda got messed up. I apologize. It is seven two five six. Okay. The resolutions. The the resolutions were were double checked. I apologize for missing that on the agenda. You know what, Mr. So Miller? Why don't you just read that resolution title yeah. back, please? Can you just read <clears throat> read the resolution title again, please? That's fine. Thank you. A resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 7256 Silvercrest Drive, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45236. Motion. Second. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Skyler, anything else? Uh, that's all I had today. Okay, our law director. Wait, wait, sorry, question. Unless there's other questions. <laughs> sorry, forwarded it on an email to you that uh, a resident sent to all of the trustees regarding the property on Quail Hollow that we had addressed previously that had been the hole in the ground. Now the foundation has been put in. There's construction there, but there's a large pile of dirt at the rear of the mm -hmm. property. Yep. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at that. It came in late yesterday. Uh, I actually just saw the, uh, the email this morning. Uh, so I will go out there and look. I'll, I'll talk to the, uh, uh, you know, the the contractor on site and see what their schedule is. Uh, you know, when we first talked about this, they did promise to, you know, provide the township with a copy of their schedule. Um, that was never provided, uh, but it's also, you know, not providing that is does not, you know, put them in violation. So uh, with them moving forward to the foundation, we, you know, we, we've kind of sat on and waited on that. Uh, th this isn't now that they're moving you know, I, I agree it's slower than you know what we would want but it's not an atypical building site now um, you know, I, you know I, I don't want to blow this off and say that it's just you know part and parcel with you know a, a construction site this is in this is in an established neighborhood um, but uh, you know we'll, we'll continue to push forward and, and work with the contractor um, we, we're going to be more limited at this point in, in what we can actually enforce. But, uh, yeah, I will be going out there this afternoon after this meeting. Okay, good. It's yep. a mountain. It's yeah. a it mountain. Is. Mr. Hart, James Hart, I forward that to you. You got it. Yep, I saw it. Okay. And just a couple other questions uh, just to keep on the radar here. The Land Use Planning Committee, first of all, I think originally you were planning on reporting back to us earlier in the year about that. Obviously, yeah. the world has been turned upside down for yep. a while, but where are we with that? Uh, so right now I'm uh, I'm, I'm taking the, uh, the the land use comments that, that came from that group and trying to uh, uh, finalize that document uh, at least you know again the sections that we were able to cover. Um, what I'd like to do is here in the next month have a have kind of a final wrap up with that group for the year. Um, you know we we were able to complete the land use portion. It's the it's the additional. Um, topics, you know, you know, um, you know, park planning, transportation, um, you know, environmental impacts. Those, uh, you know, I don't want to call them. Although they're 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 secondary to to the actual land use plan. Um, th those are things that I think we can come back to in in follow up years as we need to update the land use plan. So with that being said. I need to get a final document uh, finalized so I can get the thumbs up from them and then take it through our zoning processes to be approved. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, 
I, I, I wanted to hold back for a while to uh, you know see if we could you know circle back to those. Um, it, it just hasn't worked out. So it's it's definitely on my to do list and it's a high priority. Okay. So you'll you'll see it soon. Okay. And and one other thing, I, I know I sat through months of hearings over changes in our zoning code that was. This process was abandoned about a year and a half ago in the end, I think, or at least a year ago, mm -hmm. uh, after it turned out the red line the Zoning Commission was working from to compare the new document and the old didn't truly compare them. Right. And that process has, has also gone by the wayside a little bit, I think. Land use planning plays into that, uh, right. I imagine, too. But are we coming back to that at some point also? Uh, absolutely. One of, the, one of the things I talked about with the land use plan, uh, I, I think I mentioned it to, to this board as well in a report. Uh, I wanted to get the land use plan done first. That way, you know, it, the, the land use plan will inform some of our decisions with zoning. Uh, but you know, my staff and I, we've already been talking about you know, functional, practical issues that, that you know, we have with the code. Now that I've had an opportunity to work with our code for um, you know, nine months now, um, you know, there, there's there's things that are very frustrating. You know, we have a, a, a high volume, what, what I consider a high volume of, uh, of BZA variance requests um, that, you know, really come down to some, some common sense things that, you know, they, they ultimately get approved, um, you know, but with our code reading the way it does, they had to, they had to get a variance. So I, I think there's ways that we can uh, you know, modify the code to uh, you know to better enable enjoyment of, of uh, you know individual property owners' you know, uh, property, uh, you know, without having any adverse impacts. So you know, we, we just need to make those those little tweaks, and, and then come back and look at the the code as a whole as well. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm probably you know probably a, a full quarter behind where I want to be with uh, with presenting those. Uh, but I still plan on getting them done this year. Very good. Yep. Okay, thanks. Anything else? Hmm? All right, Law Director, Mr. Deepak Desai. Nothing to report, sir. Okay. Administrator, Mr. Ray Warwick. I have a resolution, the Nunk Pro Tunk. Now for then, uh, do you want to tee that up? Uh, sure. Uh, so very briefly, uh, at our July 14th meeting, uh, which was live streamed, the meeting was also open to the public. Um, it was live streamed, and as everyone knows, House Bill 197 uh, changed the way the Open Meetings Act works. It allows us to live stream, make sure that the public can see it in real time, and you comply with the Open Meetings Act in a nutshell. However, that meeting, in addition to being live stream was open to the public. Uh, there was a member of the public that had some trouble entering the building. Um, they were able to see uh, the meeting via live stream. And so just in an overabundance of caution, because that is the meeting at which we adopted the tax budget, we are just now for then going to reapprove and ratify all action taken at the July 14th meeting. Um, so this resolution is nunc pro tonc, now for then, ratifying and approving all action taken at the July 14, 2020 Trustees Workshop meeting. Motion. Second. Discussion? I, I'll just add, I, I brought this to Mr. Desai's attention after I learned that the member of the public was unable to get into the meeting. We learned that after the fact of the meeting, as it turned out. But 
we want to do things by the book and correctly here, and this is one way to accomplish that, to ensure that our actions are truly valid and there are no technicalities out there um, which might endanger any actions of the board. So that's the purpose we're doing this, so we can properly comply with Ohio's open meeting laws. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. I have nothing further. Trustee items, uh, I just want to recognize uh, Trio's restaurant, Mr. Greg Pancero. Uh, Trio is bringing the outside air in. They've installed bipolar ionization in response to COVID-19. He wanted to make the uh, safest dining experience possible. He's installed uh, bipolar ionization systems to his heating and air conditioning systems that destroy mold, bacteria, and viruses, including COVID-19. I was there yesterday. And the air is very refreshing to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have one. I'll, I'll get my other end later. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to uh, thank Tracy Kellams and his staff for the great job they're doing. Sycamore Road is continuing to, to look great. Um, the, as you can see, the project back here uh, is uh, progressing. And I think, Tracy, I think we're going to have that done probably end of the year by October. November? I hope so. Depends um, on the weather. We're laying brick down. The Montgomery Road sidewalk project is complete, and uh, I've noticed a whole lot of people walking on that uh, that sidewalk, so it was definitely a, definitely a, uh, a good project. Uh, but I want to thank Tracy and uh, Steve and, and Dan for the great job that they've been doing. Thank you. Mr. James? All done. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo the same comments great job to you and your team there for all of that um, let's see a few things I just thought I'd mention that um, this is a certificate of completion for the sunshine laws training uh, members of the public may know this but the Ohio Attorney General and the state auditor as well offer training on Ohio sunshine laws and open meetings and Ohio law actually requires each elected official to complete that training at least uh, once in each of their elected terms. So I, I took care of that the other day and the open meetings training uh, brought to my attention the locked door concern that led to me talking to Mr. Desai, which led to that non-protunct resolution today. But anyone out there who's interested in how Ohio's sunshine laws work, I suggest you look on the attorney general or the state auditor website and take the training. It's very informative and interesting. All of my elected colleagues here are required to take it uh, at least once per term also. And for any attorneys out there, there's free continuing legal education credit for it. And that's always a good thing to get. So I'd encourage the public to take advantage of that. Um, and that is all I have. I, I, actually, one other point I wanted to mention because this came up in the meeting. Mr. Porter was here when the meeting began and then we went into executive session early, again, out of the attorney's fees concern more than anything else to avoid running that up. These masks are annoying, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Porter had a court appearance today, though, and our meetings have run long, so that is why he was here initially and had left the meeting. The chairman, Mr. LaBarbera, mentioned he'd been excused and that Lieutenant Tarr had been excused from the meeting. Um, well, sheriff's office isn't required to be in this meeting, of course. We always like to have them here. Fiscal officers actually aren't required to attend every meeting of the trustees either. But we say excused sometimes in these meetings, and we haven't actually decided to make a decision as to whether someone who is required to be here is excused or not. I, I know that may be a semantic point, but there was no need to excuse these people from the meeting anyway. 
if there is some time in the future where a trustee needs to be at a meeting and can't be here, I, I think actually we may have to vote on excusing if there's an excuse as opposed to just saying someone's not here. Um, that, that may be a silly point again, but if the board is deciding to excuse, we have to make a decision to do that, and there hasn't been a decision. Um, with that noted, we have some JEDS uh, meetings coming up, uh, coming up on September 3rd, some board meetings uh, beginning at 4 p.m. and moving on. I have a court appearance that day, so I may not be at those JEDS meetings, and I hope I'll be excused if that's the case. <laughs> Thank you. We will do that. Um, yeah, Mr. Porter is only required to be here once a quarter by, by law. Now, I, I just wanted to add something that uh, Mr. Porter is not here, so uh, he said that it was not on the agenda to discuss the accounting system. But I do want to make, make a mention that uh, the next day after our last meeting, uh, on the 6th, I, uh, they were talking about, okay, what Bucks can do what UAN can do. And so we'll have that for you. I sent an email on Friday the 7th to Debbie Campbell. I know that Tom James asked you to show us the appropriations fund review that our accounting system will provide. It should be an easy printout. Please let me know when it is ready and I'll stop by and pick it up. Uh, and that was to do the show us that the buck system can do what UAN can do. And I just want to note it that uh, this is the UAN and I thank Mr. Warwick for giving us this. He got this printed up the other day, and this was a click of the button, I guess, in Hamilton Township when uh, Debbie volunteered to go out and see how UAN works. And uh, here we are 11 days later, and uh, thank goodness we're not calling an ambulance. But uh, that's just, just my, important, um, my input to this, and I hope that we can put that on the agenda for the next meeting, the workshop meeting. Let me just note, by the way, during our break that we took uh, following yes. the executive session earlier, I asked Mr. Porter about that. He told me that Ms. Campbell did have a report she had generated waiting for her on my desk, and I did retrieve it during the break. I have not reviewed it yet to compare it to the other one, but it shows it was printed August 17th, yesterday at 2.44 p.m. Okay. But I did and want so, to note that in light of your comments. All right, so it's not 11 days, it's 10 days. Um, announcement changes for um, scheduled meetings, events without changes. Uh, there are none that we can report right now. See the published calendar. Uh, our next uh, trustees meeting will be a workshop, and that will be on September the 1st. Uh, and, and then for the following Thursday, excuse me, We'll have to figure out how to do those JED gatherings. I think, given the situation, I'm going to talk to Rob Evil and see if we can do that with Zoom with minimal disruption. Uh, but we're, we're still working on that. Okay. In the published calendar, you can see on our township website. And again, it'll be 9 a.m., our next meeting on September the 1st. Do we have a motion to adjourn? Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Stay safe. Stay healthy. The time is now, so we conclude the meeting 11.46.